today is going to come up and read for us. Go, Mel. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself was speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Do then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Malachi. That was from 1 Peter 4, verses 10 and 11. Let's just pray as we get started. Father, we thank you for your word that is um, living and it is powerful today, God, as relevant today as it was the day it was written. Father, I pray that you would speak to us through your word, that you would like lighten up our hearts with your word, Father, that we would hear your voice speaking clearly to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Malachi. So last week we had John Tucker with us. Um, he's a principal at Kerry Baptist College, and he came and he gave us a very excellent introduction to our series on Baptist identity. And he outlined some of the distinctives of our movement. And I really personally loved the way that he called the Baptist he called our Baptist way a radical, dynamic vision of being the church. And I thought that makes us sound quite cool, really. Like, that sounds like something I want to be a part of, for sure. And I mean, that was, like, that was just one little snippet. There was a lot of things I could have chosen from. But does anyone here who was here last week, what were your favorite parts? Was there anything that you were like, yes, that's, that's for me? That's very cool. It was, I mean, it was such a great service, wasn't it? He did very well. Very intimidating, you know, to have to go after him. Um, but I'm glad that there have been so many highlights, so many things that stood out um, to each of us. And I've been reflecting on, you know, John's intro to this service, over to the series um, over the last week, and looking forward to the rest of the series that's going to come. And what's quite exciting or fitting is that this, this series is going to lead us pretty much right up to our AGM, which is happening on the 30th of August. Now, I mean, when the AGM, when I was young and the AGM was coming up, it meant that I wanted to like save a bit of my pocket money so that I could buy some lollies um, to eat while I had to wait for the meeting to be over. It was, it was not such an exciting time for me. Because, I mean, waiting for parents after the church on a regular Sunday, you know, waiting for them to stop talking was painful enough. And then you had this meeting on top of it, so it meant a lot of time to entertain ourselves. So lollies generally made that better. But now, the AGMs are quite a different experience for me. I mean, they can be quite interesting now that I know what's going on. And sometimes they're even a bit fun. 
I mean, we come and we share breakfast together. Over the past few years, we've done that. We discuss together, we share vision together. I mean, my childhood perception of these meetings was that kind of, they were very individualistic. You know, people came with their agendas and things were pushed and talked about, you know, and people got their way. It seemed no matter what the cost to other people. But now, I see that my perception was probably quite, quite warped, you know, through my child eyes. But it's changed drastically. Now, when I consider our AGM, it looks like a wonderful expression of our Baptistness. These meetings are shaped around togetherness, around unity, discussing, praying, sharing together, seeking together, looking forward to where God is taking us as a body. So I'm quite excited that this series of unpacking what it means for us to be Baptist takes us through to our AGM, because we can unpack and celebrate the things that make us Baptist. But these topics are also going to guide us, hopefully informing some of our vision for the year to come, answering the question, where is God taking us? So when last week John, he identified four Baptist distinctives, and they were discipleship, leadership, worship, and mission. And this week, we're going to look a little deeper at worship. And I want us to think about how we can enrich our congregational worship together, and how we might grow to become more passionate worshipers of Jesus Christ. The verse that John highlighted last week that captures the essence of Baptist worship was from Hebrews 4 verse 12, just this side of it. For the word of God is alive and powerful. The word of God, the written word of God, the Holy Bible, it's not just words on paper, but it is alive and powerful, as relevant to us today as it was when it was written. And you might think, huh, but we're talking about worship, and that that verse is just about the Bible. You know, isn't worship singing? But worship is about so much more than singing. Worship is the act of expressing honor and glory to God. And one of the ways that we do that, just one of the ways, is through sung worship or musical worship. But worship in its entirety goes way further, goes way beyond singing. And today we're hopefully going to look at worship in its entirety. Funny that Ray, when he was introducing um, the heart of Back to the Heart of Worship song, um, you talked about that story because just yesterday I watched a video from the pastor of that church explaining or talking about that Sunday. So over in the UK at the moment, they're starting to get a bit back into things and they're allowed to go back to church, but they're not allowed to sing because they've identified that with singing. I guess when you're opening your mouth, you're spreading all sorts of things, so... They're allowed to gather at church, but only one person can sing. So someone from the front can sing, but the congregation can't sing together, which seems like a bit of a strange thing. And understandably, people are quite upset. They're like, oh, we can't sing. And so this video was that pastor reflecting on this time, I mean, it was back in the early 2000s, I think, that they had, they kind of started looking at what is the heart of worship? What is, how do we worship? I guess was the question, and they identified, like, we come and we sing together, because that's just what we do. 
And we come and we sing the songs that we know. Maybe we don't sing the ones that we don't like. And then we sing with much more enthusiasm with the ones that we do like. You know, maybe we feel it more or less depending on how we're doing that Sunday morning. But we come and we sing because that's what we do and that's our worship. And, you know, we can tick that we've worshipped together. And so they had this Sunday, yeah, where people came in and they just had nothing. And they just put the invitation out there. You know what? What do you bring? What are you bringing with you? What are you coming? Or how are you coming to worship God? And they sat in like awkward silence for a while until one person prayed and they called out a prayer of praise and worship and another followed. And then someone just started a song from where they were. And then when that was done, someone else started another song and their worship began like that and just happened, I guess, very authentically. And very genuinely, as they considered, what am I bringing? What am I coming with to worship today? And then only when it had kind of gone round the room and they felt that they had kind of stepped into that space and the idea of worship being so much more than just coming to sing the songs that whoever's picked them out has picked out. Only then did the worship pastor get up, who wrote that song, and he played, that was when he played that song for the first time, I think. Um, And they, yeah, talked about coming back to the heart of worship, where it's not about singing these songs that we sing every week, singing the ones we like, and maybe quietly praying during the ones we don't like, but it's about what we can bring together and worshipping collectively, worshipping and putting to our own praise, our own honouring of God, because it's not just about the songs Ray chooses on a Sunday or Joel maybe, but it's about what we can bring together as a collective. And so I hope today, I hope this morning, that we can start talking a little bit about that, about what we can bring or what things we'd like to see brung into our worship so that it's not just turning up to tick the worship box by singing some songs, but we've come together to praise and honour God and what what are we doing about that to make that happen. So the Baptist tradition, as John talked about last week, is deeply scriptural. And each of these distinctives, each of these kind of founding things about our movement have their roots in scripture. But Baptist worship has historically been shaped really around scripture um, and around unpacking scripture. So John, you might remember, described to us last week how those early Baptist services went down. And in a day, in a Sunday, I mean, their church was a whole Sunday, they could have up to 10 sermons that they were listening to. 10 sermons. I mean, we have, we have one, and sometimes it's a struggle to get through. You know, they were so dedicated to Scripture. They were so dedicated to unpacking it, to seeking God's Word for them in that day from those Scriptures, that they had all these different voices coming to share. And so their services... They went like this. They were like Bible and oh, prayer and a Bible reading to begin. Sermon, 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 sermon. Break for shared lunch and then a collection for the poor. Then prayer and a Bible reading. Sermon, 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 sermon. And amongst these sermons, there was kind of the opportunity for interjection as well. I don't know if the speaker welcomed this. Maybe they were just kind of subjected to it unwillingly. But there was time for interjection for them to say, I'm not sure about that, or ask questions. It was like everyone was invited to participate in their own teaching and learning. Because I imagine as one person asks a question, someone else is like, huh, 
didn't think about that. And then they get to kind of roll all on together, asking questions, seeking answers, making interjections, giving their own thoughts on these Bible passages that they were looking at on that day. And so, I mean, that's, that was a typical service for them, a whole day of listening to God's word, to seeking God's word to them. And I was thinking, what does a typical Ham South Baptist service look like today? You know, what's the general go of things? And so I'll just get you to turn, just for like a moment, just to lay out a quick kind of basic, what do we do on a Sunday? And then just tell the person next to you, kind of how do you feel about it? Does it invoke passion in you? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? Could, you know, are there some things that you're like, man, if we just put that in it, or if we just took that out, you know, I don't know what it might be. But just have a quick think. What's kind of our basic run of things, and how are you feeling about it? There's no right or wrong answers. You know, this is helpful for me for sure. But also with this discussion, I will just say, if you do not want to participate, there is no pressure. You're more than welcome to sit quietly Maybe take the time to pray or think about it just for yourself. But I would encourage you to at least be a part of a group. Maybe just listen, hear others' ideas. Maybe you'll be inspired to jump in. But please, just take a moment now. How does it kind of normally run and how do you feel about it? I mean, obviously our style has changed over the years. Um, we don't, we no longer gather for an entire day to hear 10 sermons. And I think a lot of us could be glad about that, you know, say generally that's a positive. For me, that's certainly a positive. I mean, but I guess the beauty of having 10 sermons in a day is that you get to hear from 10 different voices, 10 different people bringing their perspective and their prayerfully considered interpretation of the word of God, and now we primarily have one voice, and we don't often have discussion. Sometimes I make you do it, don't I? Um, but sometimes we prefer it if there was no discussion, I think would be generally, generally true. And we still do, we would say we uphold scripture very highly, but you're right, we don't necessarily have a lot of just kind of scripture read and time for reflection, or it's usually we have scripture read with a sermon, or scripture read with a song, that sort of thing. And I mean, as the person who puts together Sunday services, I think about this kind of stuff a lot. You know, I'm like, oh, what could we be doing differently? What could we add in? What could we take out? Um, and what could enhance the way that we worship together? You know, sometimes I wonder if the person who's at the pulpit is given maybe too much power because they are the primary or only voice that we're hearing from. Should we allow for more pushback or questions during our services? This one makes me very nervous, but maybe it's what we need for us to be able to grow. Another question is, are we mature enough to allow different voices to be using or holding the microphone, because sometimes, you know, we can't control if we give an open mic, and you might hear something that upsets you or that you disagree with. But can we, can we allow for those things to be said without hurting one another's feelings, and instead being able to discuss that maybe after the service and look into that? 
Would we like to incorporate or grow other facets into our worship? Would we like more prayer, more scripture read, more reflective space, more free worship sort of time? And should we change the way that we do things more often? Because, I mean, this isn't... We do have our little routines, of course, but this isn't a set thing. We don't have to stick to our routines. But maybe we like the familiarity of kind of knowing what we're going to get on a Sunday, and that's okay too. I mean, to all of these questions, all of these wonderings that I have... I think every person is going to be able to give a slightly different answer. But that is also another great thing about being a body of believers. I mean, it makes things complicated, for sure, because we can't please everyone, can we? But our differences and our variety reminds us of the diversity that there is in God's body. It reminds us that, like Malachi read, there are different gifts, there are different things that people can bring. And there is very unique ways in which God interacts with each of us. It's not just a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. So now, just to go a bit more specifically, um, and maybe you've already touched on this before when you were talking, but what are some specific things that we could do that would enhance our congregational worship? So are there specific things you'd like to see more of, like more scripture reading, you know, more prayer, whatever you might think of? And yeah, what are things that we could do that would help us to grow into more passionate worshippers of Jesus Christ? So just take another minute or two, and then we'll get some more feedback. have done a good job. You've taken away most of, you know, the rest of what I had to say, so that's really good. But yeah, isn't this, I mean, this is quite cool. Look, this is us expressing our Baptistness, isn't it? Voices being heard, interaction, discussion, building off one another's ideas and one another's thoughts. So I think that's very exciting. And these are conversations that we should continue to have, ones that we should continue to be thinking about. Um, if you have suggestions, come and make them to me. Let me hear them so that I know, because I can't, unfortunately, read mine. So, yeah, there are no rules when it comes here, because when we gather here on a Sunday, we come to glory and to give honor to God. And so there are no rules about the way that has to be done. We just need to seek together the ways in which we can best do that as a community. And so I guess on top of that, with all of your suggestions, we need to recognize that this is our worship service, that this is a worship service for all of us. It's one that maybe I have to you know, write, write down what we're going to do with it, but this is a time for us to gather together. So I look forward you know, to your willingness now when there's um, an invitation for participation. But I think, yeah, it was really special that we had Carol this morning.
to come up and share a story, um, that we were able to have Malachi come and share the scripture with us. And I only wished I'd given more time for us to sit and think of that. But that's, I mean, that's our mentality of just moving on, isn't it? So those are things that we can work on, that we can build on. I wanted to also read Revelation 7, verse 9 to 10, which says, After this I saw a vast crowd, too great to count from every nation, tribe, and people, and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands, and they were shouting with a great roar, Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. And these verses, they probably sound quite familiar. Um, Shannon read them only a couple of weeks ago, and Mike shared them um, earlier in the year as a part of our prayer and self-denial series, when he spoke about us being woven together in the kingdom of God. But I wanted to share them again because of this. If this picture of people from every nation, tribe, and tongue are gathered before Jesus, if this picture isn't a radical and dynamic vision of what the church can be like, then I don't know what is. If we want to enhance our worship together, and if we want to grow to become more passionate worshippers of Jesus Christ, then we must, we must strive to see this picture realized, this dynamic and radical vision of the church achieved here on earth as it is in heaven. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you all, you know, sitting down to write this sermon this week, it was quite difficult, you know. For one, going on the back of John Tucker, I was like, that's the person who taught me how to preach, so I kind of was like, how am I going to follow that? But also from what he said, when he talked about our Baptistness and our collectiveness and how in Baptist worship different voices are heard and listened to and valued, I just didn't see how I could bring a sermon about worship where I would say, you know, this is the way we can worship, because that just, it didn't feel right, and it certainly didn't seem very Baptist, because our Baptist worship isn't just about gathering together, but it's about participating together, about knowing that all of these voices out here, not just mine, because I have a microphone, not just mine, certainly not, but all of these voices have value. All of these things that have been brought today are valuable suggestions and ways in which we can enrich and enhance our worship. And I think this morning we've enriched and enhanced our worship by listening to them. So I hope you haven't minded this morning discussing with me, um, expressing our Baptistness and hearing ideas from those around you. And I hope that you have enjoyed envisioning with me this radical and dynamic way of being the church together. Because this worship service is our worship service, where we together, as the body of Christ, seek to bring glory and honor to him. So let's keep these conversations open and flowing as we find the best ways for us to do just that, to bring glory and honor to God and where we can grow to become more passionate worshippers of Jesus Christ. Let's just pray. Father God, we thank you for this church family. We thank you for every person here that is with us this morning, God. Whether we've been, they've been here just one day or whether they've been here for years and years, Father, you see them and we see them and we value them. 
Father, I thank you that we have the opportunity to gather on a Sunday, that we come together to worship you. And Lord, I pray as we begin to maybe change the way we do things, try some new things, Father, that we would hear your voice through it all, that we would encounter you, and that it would enrich our worship together. Father, I thank you for what we've discussed this morning, for what's been said, for the ideas that have been shared, and for the things that are in people's hearts to be put into words. Father, you hear all of those things, and I pray that you would help us to implement them as best as we can and to open space and opportunities for this to be an enriched and enhanced place of worship. Father, thank you that we can come and gather before you and with you, together as your body. Would you go with us as we leave this place? In Jesus' name, amen.